worship him right now. Can we lift him up right now? Jesus, you are worthy. Jesus, I worship you, God. You are high lifted up, Lord Jesus. Oh, your name is above every other name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says there is only one name given among men whereby we must be saved. And I'm so thankful tonight that I know that name, his name is Jesus. Oh, I'm telling you, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power, real power in the name of Jesus. Oh, would you lift your hands one more time and just cry out the name of Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you feel the presence of the Lord in this house tonight? I don't know about you, but his presence is so strong in this place. I'm telling you, whatever you need tonight. I'm not, I know we hear that a lot. In fact, I'm going to stop for a second. We hear that so much that I would imagine that half of you probably didn't believe that just now. But I'm telling you, I do not care what you walked in here with, what problem, what situation. I am telling you, if you will find your way to this altar tonight and you will cry out the name of Jesus, that anything is possible in this place tonight. It doesn't matter that it's a Wednesday night. It doesn't matter how many people are in this building where two or three are gathered together. Hallelujah, I believe it tonight. And I'm so thankful that it's true, that his word is true. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. Well, I'm going to break tradition tonight. I don't have a scripture to lead off with. I'm just going to jump right in because i got several scriptures. So I'm just going to ask Pastor to come and pray right now, and I'm going to let you be seated. In the name of Jesus, we loose your anointing and your power. I take authority over every spirit of darkness and every spirit of hell. I loose your light to fill this house. I loose your anointing to be upon us. Touch our ears and let us hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I loose your miracles, signs, and wonders. Let your anointing be upon Nathaniel and let him be a vessel of the Lord. Let him speak what you put upon his mouth. Touch his mouth as you did Jeremiah and let it be released tonight. I Loose the fire of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to preach tonight. Um, I definitely know that the Lord is is here and He wants to speak to us tonight. And uh, sorry, I'm not. Um, I don't have an iPad. I know that's typically. How we, should, you know, you're supposed to preach, so I'm gonna have to use the phone tonight. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's a little small, but man, Navy SEALs. I'm sure we're all familiar with that group of people. Jonathan, we've heard a lot about from Jonathan, so I'm kind of stealing Jonathan's intro tonight. <laughs> But I, I, lately I've been fascinated with, with uh, Navy SEAL, all things. That, I follow a, a guy, I'm sure you all heard the name, Jocko Willink. He's an he's a, uh, ex-Navy SEAL um, platoon commander. And um, 
I listen to his podcasts and uh, just some other things. And lately, I have been just—I've I've just been in the world of special forces, Navy SEAL. Just I just love it. It's just something that I'm very fascinated with. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with some of the training that a man has to go through in the military to become a Navy SEAL. It's called BUDS training or basic underwater demolition training. And this course is a six-month course, and it is grueling. Uh, I mean, I'm sure most of us in this room are, not, are pretty familiar with this, but, I mean, it is extremely difficult. Only a very select few of each class that start out, very small percentage, end up making it all the way through. Um, during the brutality of this training, this six-month training course, I mean, some of the, well, let me go back. Some, as, they're being, as they're being put through this test, uh, this grueling test, day in and day out with very, very little sleep, um, just enough to, make, to get by, as they're being broken down mentally, their bodies are being tested to the absolute limits that, it, I mean, they can go. The instructors are there constantly telling them, this can all be over. All you got to do is ring the bell. Do we have that picture, Chris? I'm sure you've seen it. But the infamous bell, if not, there it is. And I listened to a, a podcast of, uh, of a Navy SEAL who's, you know, he, he always says in the movies they always portray it as, you know, they're screaming in their face, ring the bell, you can quit, just quit. And he said it's, it's, more, he said it's more subtle than that. He said they act like they're your, they're your buddy. Hey, man, all you got to do, all you got to do is ring the bell. You can do it. Just go ring the bell. And they act like they're your friend, like they want you to ring the bell, like it's good for you to ring the bell. And they, they get in your mind. They're trying to get in your mind and break your, mental, break your mentality, break your spirit. Um, and some of the strongest, biggest, toughest, seemingly toughest, smartest, most skilled, all go down the list. I mean, time and time again, all of these people end up quitting. There are so many of them, excuse me. And if you listen to any, any, uh, any trainer that, that has uh, uh, gone through and taught these, these men, they always say the same thing. It's never about the physical state. It's always about those who are most disciplined in their minds and in their characters. And so I want to talk to you tonight a little bit about spiritual discipline. Um, I, thank you. I wish for once that I could pray for a message, and the Lord would just give me something for someone else, but it's always something for me, so anytime I'm up here, just know that God has already been dealing with me significantly about this, because if you know me, I don't know if, I try to be disciplined, but I have been late for more things than I care to admit in my life, and uh, I, I struggle with this aspect. The Lord has been dealing with me significantly about, about discipline in the last couple of weeks. Um, I believe we often forget, or maybe even don't fully believe, truly, that we are actually in a spiritual war. I think, I think a lot of the time we hear that, and it's just kind of a coined term that we, that we say, and we don't really believe it. Because of some of the things that we do in our life that we allow ourselves to go through, we, we truly... I, 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 the only logical explanation is that we don't truly believe it or, or else we, tr we choose to not look at it. We choose to not think about it. It's easier to just imagine that, 
oh, I'm, I'm fine, everything's fine, we're just going through. I'm telling you, 1 Peter 5 and 8 and 9 says, be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Him resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. I'm telling you, the devil is seeking who he may devour tonight. And I, I, I'm telling you, I know this is nothing new, and I knew I would kind of deal with this, but I could not get away from what God has been speaking to me. I'm telling you, this is a real thing that we are, we are battling against. The enemy wants to destroy you. The enemy wants to see you fall, wants to see everything that God has promised in your life never come to pass. He wants to take everything from you. Why? Because he, because he knows he's already fallen, and there is no way that he wants to allow you to have that victory while he is suffering in defeat. I'm telling you, if you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, it's time to understand that the devil wants to destroy you, and he wants to see you utterly destroyed. And we need to understand this because Satan absolutely does understand this. While we bury our head in the sand or choose to not look or, or choose to be undisciplined spiritually, he is working constantly in the background trying to, to put things in your life that are going to make you slip up or, or turn you away. How many people have we seen that have fallen away from this faith? And it's sometimes you wonder, how is this even possible? And I tell you, I'm telling you right now, God has revealed it to me if nothing else, the Lord is showing me beyond a shadow of a doubt that it takes spiritual discipline day in and day out. And if you do not have that in your life, I'm telling you tonight, you are opening yourself up to a world. A you are walking on a battlefield without armor. Every single day, you are walking on a battlefield without any protection. I don't care if you think you're walking on a battlefield or not, you are walking on the battlefield. And that's an understanding we need to... We need to to grasp is that there's no, we, we talk about laying down our sword or, um, or, you know, when you get weary, you kind of want to take a break. I'm telling you, there are no breaks in this life. And I don't say that to, to um, it, it, that might sound like a negative thing, but I'm telling you, we, we should rejoice that we have the victory in the name of Jesus, that the Holy Ghost inside of us allows us to have that victory. We need to get up every day and claim that victory. We will never be able to fulfill the potential God has placed in us unless we learn to become spiritually disciplined. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We are commanded to study this word. Not, you know, uh, I think I think pastor's one that said it, we were uh, in a lesson the other night. Um, you, sometimes we think of this study to show yourself approved and you kind of think of it as unto man, but it says study to show yourself approved unto God. And that is a very significant difference because God is the one that has placed that in the word for us to understand that we, that, that is the commandment to us as individuals. And once you know that, you are, you are now responsible for how you choose to react to that. And I'm going to skip down a little bit. It says in uh, Hosea 6, or excuse me, 4 and 6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because they has, thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt not be, that shall be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of God. I will also forget thy children. That is a powerful statement. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be, I don't want to perish 
for lack of knowledge in this word. I don't want to go through life without having that understanding that what this word says and what it means for me, to what it means for us as a people who are called of God, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We have a responsibility as people who carry the name of Jesus and the Holy Ghost inside of us. We cannot allow ourselves to maintain the status quo, but it is time for us to understand that we have to get spiritually disciplined like never before. It is time for us to understand that God is calling us to a higher heights and deeper depths and unless we are willing to put in the work we are never going to see the revival that we pray for we are never going to see the people that we pray that oh God will you please save so and so we please my friend my friends my family I'm telling you we are not going to see that unless we get spiritually disciplined and it is time for us to understand that God is calling this apostolic church to a deeper place than what we have been at before he is calling us to go into the, all of the world and reach those that are lost hallelujah and we cannot do that if we are constantly so consumed with this roller coaster of life that we live on, oh, you're in sin one day, out of sin the next day, on the mountaintop, in the valley, constantly. God is calling us to live a life that is above, to live a life that is in victory. Hallelujah. We must have that covenant relationship with God every single day. Every single day when we get up in the morning, we ought, to, we ought to be so thankful that we get to call on the name of Jesus. We ought to be so thankful that we can understand that when he went to Calvary, it was not just for those in the past, but it was for us today. And it's, it, we, we ought to not forget that on a daily basis. We ought not reserve that for just church here. I'm so thankful we have our, our, this, con- this beautiful church, and I'm so thankful the words that we hear and we are able to worship together collectively. But I'm telling you, I don't want to miss out on that individual relationship with God. I don't want to miss out on the relationship with God in, my, uh, in the mornings in, or wherever you pray at home. I, I'm telling you, there is, a, there is a depth that you will never find just here. There is a depth to, the, to God and, uh, that you will never find sitting on these pews or praying at this altar. And it's not that God can't do it. It's that he reserves those who are hungry. Who are, that he reserves that part of himself for those who are truly hungry and truly thirsty. And they want to know who he is. He will meet you at your place of prayer if you are consistent. And you will, you will show up um, on a on day in and day out basis. You will show up and meet him there. He will meet you there. And I'm telling you, as you begin to, as you begin to pray, and Sister Amy said this, as you begin to pray, you, you grab your family and you get together, you will find that the Lord will strengthen your household, that he will strengthen you and he will strengthen your family. And it is a valuable, valuable thing that we have access to that a lot of the time we, we treat as a chore. If we're honest, sometimes we can treat as a chore. And that's, that's sad because the Lord wants, to under, he wants you to understand that it's an honor and a privilege. And he loves to meet you there. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Jesus' name. Ephesians 6 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, 
I love that part because going back to the Navy SEAL training, the men that, that, want to, that end up quitting are the men that take, every, they take all of the six months into account. And they think, oh, I'm going to have to do this today and tomorrow and the next, next week and the week after that. It's the men that choose to get up in every task. They just commit themselves to that task. Every task, they just move on to the next task. There is no end, there is no end date for them. It's just every steadfast, every step. They take that in stride. And those are the men that overcome, that are, that are, that are um, disciplined in their minds mentally. And it's the same way. When you get up every morning and you put on the armor of God, it does not matter what comes your way. It does not matter what comes your way. If you will just stand, I don't even care if you have no strength left. If you will just stand and show God, God, I may not have it all together, but I choose to stand here. Come what may, I'm putting on the armor this morning. I'm putting on the armor of God. He will back you up every single time. I am telling you, it is a privilege and an honor to be able to find that place with him every single day. Hallelujah. And I want to reiterate, if we aren't disciplined every day, you are walking onto a battlefield with no armor. And that is, that is a scary thought. It is a scary thought to, to not even realize that you're in a battle and to, be, and to be spiritually in a battle every single day. And when you walk out with no armor, think about what that would do to a physical body. That's what's happening to your spiritual body. And we are called not to, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, we have to understand that we are not our own. When we, when we submit our lives to God at an altar, we have to understand that we give up that authority of, our, of, of, of deciding what we do and where we go and how we spend our time. We submit that to God. God, you have the reign of my life now. I'm, I'm taking my hands off the steering wheel. God, whatever you want me to do, you command me and I will go. It is a servant mentality it is not a volunteer mentality I think a lot of the time when we're not spiritually disciplined this is what happens we start thinking in volunteer mode well pastor better just chill because he's lucky I'm even here I could be going to any church I'm it's funny but I'm telling you it's it's what happens it's it's a real thing that happens when we do not live in a place of com- of covenant relationship with God, when we do not live in a, with a servant mentality, we get to this place where we think that the story is all about us. When really, Matthew 28, 19, we all know the scripture says, go ye, teach all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost. We know the name is Jesus. We, I'm, that is what we are called to do. We are not called to live in, in this cyclical mentality of of what I said before where we just go through the motions that we go and we we have our mountaintop and valley experiences and it's all about us and sometimes we have to wait until Sunday to Wednesday we're barely hanging on because we don't have a place of prayer because we're not disciplined spiritually and God is trying to tell us tonight that if we are ever going to see the revival that we are that we are praying for, if we are ever going to see the revival that that we truly want, we say that we want, we have to find a place in our own individual lives to be spiritually disciplined, more than we have been before. You know, how many how many words have we heard from God? How many tongues and interpretations have we heard in this building and all over that the Lord speaking to us? Seek me now, while time while it is available to you. Seek me. Have a relationship with me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 
Could we just lift our hands right now and pray? Call in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 He cayanda la maya si coyondo lo 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 maya si. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 If you'll stand with me tonight. I know I didn't go very long, but I just feel the Lord wants us to understand this concept. I'm ask you something. Have you been struggling with the same sins, same battles, same trials over and over and over again and it seems like nothing is ever going to change and you pray for the same thing over and over and over? I ask you tonight, well, how, is, how is your spiritual discipline? How is your spiritual discipline at home when it's hard to get up in the morning? You know, it's funny, we're in deer season right now. Yeah. That's right. How many guys are getting up at four in the morning? Or earlier. I mean, I remember last year, I think Gabe spent the night with me. We stayed up all night because it was easier to stay up all night than it was to get up at four in the morning. <laughs> Underline that bottom word there. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do a lot of things and we'll make a lot of time for certain things that are important to us. But we, sometimes we... It is, like, it is like the world coming against us to get up to, for prayer in the morning, isn't it, sometimes? I'm telling you, if you will find a place and you will make a commitment to God, no matter how I feel, I am going to live my life in, in, in such a way that, I, Paul, like Paul said, I die daily. I want to get up in the morning and kill my flesh every single day. You must. Oh, Hallelujah. And like Jonathan said, musicians can come. And like Jonathan said, I don't want God to take me to rock bottom before I understand my need for him on a, on a real level that goes beyond the church and goes beyond coming here on Sunday and Wednesdays and our, and our, our conferences that we have with all good. But I don't want God to have to, to shake my entire world before I understand that it is it is absolutely essential that you have a relationship with him on a on an individual level. Oh hallelujah. Oh, would you just close your eyes for a minute? Oh, you need to cry out to Jesus right now. you're ready tonight to to make that commitment again maybe maybe it's not that you've never made that commitment but maybe sometimes we just we lose sight of what's truly important and if you want to renew that covenant that relationship with God that that conviction that God I'm going to meet you every single day 
I'm not going to let one day go by without filling up, without, without allowing you to fill me up with the Holy Ghost anew and afresh. Hallelujah. Oh, if that is you tonight, will you begin to just make your way to this altar tonight? Would you find a place to pray and just cry out to God? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I won't relent in my pursuit for you. No matter what comes my way. 